Here's what's coming up on today's show. So just taking a look at it, because we do 401k plans as well, so I kind of know the ins and outs of these things. So helping your clients out should be a value add that advisors should do. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Hello and welcome to Perfect Game Retirement. Glad to have you on the show again as we kick off the new year. Uh, One element of uh, planning this year, maybe to put a little focus on the 401k, it's always a big part of of your investing and retirement and saving uh, tool for sure. But there are some key mistakes that people make with their 401k that uh, we want to help bring to your attention today on the show. It's not just kind of a set it and forget a thing. There are a lot of things that you should be doing actively with your 401k. And we'll talk about that today on the show. Welcome in, Ryan. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Happy New Year. Yeah, New Year. Hoping this year can be a little bit uh, better than last and maybe the year before. I think we're yeah, I thought I think everybody expected 2022 to be like the turning point. Right? I think 2021 was the first one. Hey, can't wait till 2020 is over. Then it was like, hey, can't wait till 2021 is over. Now, I'm just hoping maybe this year's got. It almost feels like it has to be better, right? Yeah, I mean, if you keep doing it though, you like kind of wish your life away at the same time. But True. Um, I'm I'm just glad that knock on wood for about maybe six months, we're not going to hear any political ads in the state of Georgia. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were under the watchful eye of the nation, which it really didn't matter when it came down to that election. Like the Democrats were going to hold the majority anyway. So like good grief, y'all, y'all both political parties, especially the Democrats spent so much money. I'm like, he mm-hmm. gets me using that money elsewhere. But anyway, so yes, I'm so glad I don't have to hear a, um, uh, Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker ad or text message um, yeah. for at least a while. <laughs> well, just just wait. I'm sure the presidential campaign will start here soon. <sighs> It'll so. heat up soon, <laughs> unfortunately. It's almost, it is almost a never-ending thing now, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like with everything now because of the access we have and the 24-7 coverage. Almost everything is, is year-round if you want it to be and you want to pay attention to it. So yeah. we'll, we'll block it out for now and not focus on politics for sure. That's the best, <laughs> best plan of action. All right. Um, if you you haven't joined us before thanks for being on the show blackoakam.com is the website if you have any questions for ryan after we talk about the 401k mistakes today or want to go through some of these things within your 401k have him look at it you can always schedule your retirement coach 360 session online just visit blackoakam.com we also have a mailbag question coming up a little bit later so stay tuned for that as well but again your 401k reason why we want to talk about this today is you know it, it is a, a, a big tool for retirement it's a great way to save it's a very easy painless way to build your retirement savings. But because it is so easy, many people just ignore it for long periods of time. They just put their money in and and forget about it, which is okay, but it can lead to some mistakes. And we're going to cover five of these that we see people make in their 401k, and hopefully you won't do the same. So starting off, a lot of people change in jobs uh, just over the course of their career, Ryan, especially here recently. And when you do, you have that old 401k and a former employer with a former employer um, that you just kind of leave it there and don't think much about it. Hey, I'll get back to it when it is time to start withdrawing money. But there are other options there, right? You don't want to just necessarily just assume that leaving it there is your best strategy. Yeah, and usually not. And it doesn't necessarily mean to roll it to an IRA, you still have the option of rolling it to your current 401k plan. And, and you know, from a regulation standpoint, from a compliance standpoint, like these are under a very, very watchful eye. 
um, from the federal government is is getting people to just automatically say, oh, you should roll this over to an IRA. Like it's it, you got to really know the pros and cons of rolling it to an IRA. Now, do I usually think it is better to roll to an IRA? Whether you use an advisor or do it yourself, yes, I usually do think it is better to roll to an IRA, but you got to look at the investment selections, the plan summary. I mean, you can't just say, oh, yep, you should move this over. There's got to be some more due diligence to that, but leaving it in an old 401k, I would not do. So it's either got to go to an IRA that you manage yourself that an advisor helps you with or your current 401k. You just, when you just leave these things lingering out there, you'll forget about them and 20 years goes by. I know that sound, but it's, I've seen it too many times. You're like, Oh, I got this, you know, old 401, it's probably $8,000 in this thing. But you know, the retirement plans change three different times and okay, good luck tracking that down. It's, it's next to impossible. So consolidating and make your life simple again whether that's in your new current 401k or an outside ira that you manage or somebody else like an advisor manage but yeah get your financial life in order and don't leave these old things lingering out there because if it's a small enough balance you may get a check in the mail like you may have gotten a a notice saying hey you got to do something with this money and if you don't do anything then all of a sudden you get this check in the mail and you're like what the heck is this for um, and it's, you know, 20% less because of taxes and, and that they have to withhold. So anyway, it's just a mess. Clean it up, move it when you, when you leave a job. All right. That's mistake number one. And the second one here too is, is, you know, because you don't have to worry about it too much, you often fail to just look at your investments closely and just determine whether or not you need to rebalance. I, I, you know, I even speak from personal experience, right? I don't, I don't know the last time I actually went through and rebalanced my 401k. Uh, so this is mistake number two is that we're just not doing it enough, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, a lot of people just either have, you know, one target date fund in there and just kind of set it and forget it. Uh, if you have multiple mutual funds in there or ETFs, then it, it, it probably should be rebalanced. Now, if you're actively contributing to your retirement plan, your dollar cost averaging each pay period, whether that's once a month, once a week, twice a month, biweekly, however you're paid, um, you're, you're still putting money in there, but it's still, it still should be rebalanced. I would think minimum I would do once a quarter. Um, is probably ideal. Now, if you do it twice a year, it's probably okay too, but definitely rebalancing it. And most of the features inside 401k plans have that rebalancing feature. But uh, if you don't, hopefully you work with an advisor that can help you out either outside of the company 401k or inside the company 401k. But a lot of those plans have automatic uh, rebalancing features and you can pick how often it rebalances. Um, but if not, again, get with your advisor. They should be able to help you to keep the, those investments within their targets. And that's what essentially rebalancing is, is getting back to where it should be. If you, if you let it drift and not rebalance, then it may get too aggressive for you. And then when there is a correction, it's a very eye-opening experience. Like, good Lord, I just lost 40%. I thought I was moderate or moderately aggressive. Well, you were when you started this 10 years ago. Now you're an aggressive investor because you never rebalanced. How often, I mean, is what's kind of a, an average time to be rebalancing? Is it every quarter, every year, every few years? Like what, what's kind of standard? I mean, the, I would say the bare minimum is once a year, but ideally it's once a quarter. Um, now, if you work with an advisor and have trading software that when, when, you lo when you put the portfolio in a trading software and you set the parameters of that portfolio, 
our, I mean, our software checks it every day. Now that does not mean it trades every day, but as volatile as the markets have been this past year, it's amazing how often the rebound. Now, sometimes I ignore them. Like as, as an advisor, it, it may give a trade suggestion. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I just, I just rebounced this last week. I know the markets have been kind of crazy this last week, but I'm going to push ignore on that one. And then if I see it again, like two weeks later, okay, maybe it's knocking on my door again saying, all right, this needs to be rebalanced. So I may do it then, but if you're doing this on your own or within a 401k, I think ideal is quarter quarterly, but, um, you know, semi-annually, but at the bare minimum, I'd do it once a year. Okay. Good to know. All right. So that's mistake number two. You did mention target date funds as you were talking through that. So let's talk about that as well as one of the mistakes that people make with their 401k is just assuming that, hey, if, if I pick out a target date fund that, that's going to get me to my my retirement date that I am I have in mind right now, that's kind of a customized investment for my for myself and my needs because it's all built around assuming that it's built around getting you there and, and, and giving you the, the amount of risk and, 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 uh, and balance that you need. But is that true, Ryan? Are these target date funds going to give you that customized solution? I don't like target date funds at all. Not that they aren't a fit for people, but I just don't like, if you know the ins and outs of that target date fund, because the, the problem with target date funds is a couple of them. Here's, well, there's several, but a couple that I don't like. I think they get too conservative too quickly. So as you approach that year, I feel like it's too conservative because just because you retire at a certain age, you still may have 30 years of life beyond that. So if you're too conservative, you really may have the risk of running out of money. So I think it kind of pries on uh, or preys on people's lack of knowledge on this stuff or uh, care on this stuff. They just look and go, okay, I don't know what to pick, but yep, I'll be 65 and this, this year. So I'm picking that fund. And if people don't, if, if people don't pick a, uh, fund lineup themselves, the usually the automatic default is when you turn 65. That's the target date year that you will get. So I guess that's better than nothing because for a long time, it was just a money market fund. If no one picked anything, it just went to a money market. Well, that's not a good solution either because those haven't been paying out. Now they actually are paying a little bit, but still not paying a lot. So target day funds, I think... Um, so much money is going into those things. They are under the watchful eye of the federal government big time. Uh, but target day funds, I guess, have a purpose for some, but not just set it and forget it out of mind, out of sight. Yep, this thing's going to take care of itself because Vanguard's 2040 fund is going to be very different than Fidelity's 2040 fund or Schwab or TIAKREF or T. Rowe Price. They all have different allocations. So if you don't know what those allocations are, it could be a huge difference between them. So just know what you're getting into. I'm not a huge fan because most people don't know what they're getting into with those, but not saying they're bad, but I don't think they're a solution. Uh, this you know, catch-all solution for people's retirement, I don't, I don't believe in that. Yeah, and it's a very easy, uh, let's call it a mistake, so it's not a mistake, but it's an easy kind of trap to fall into, just assuming that, hey, these are, are, are going to be built for me because I want to retire in 2040, and that's what it says it's uh, targeted, so it's going to work, but there's a lot more to it than that, so try to avoid that mistake if you can. All right, mistake number four, uh, the 401k plan that you have, you, know, you might feel like you're a client for that 401k plan, but ultimately, though, the employer is really the client there, so you're not going to get the service that maybe you feel like you should. Yeah, I mean, so 401ks, we try to help our clients out as much as we can. Obviously, there's 
you know, it's just the right thing to do. There's no compensation to us. It stays at the custodian that it's at. Um, so we do try to help out as much as we can because we know most retirement plans don't give a ton of specialized advice. They may, you know, give the fund lineup and maybe they create portfolios for those participants, but for the most time, most of the time, um, they, they don't. So we, we know kind of where people are coming from and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't get any help on this. Can you look at it? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll help with that. And it's just a kind of a value add that I think advisors should do. They should be able to help out with current 401k plans. Look at the plan summary, look at the cost. Cause does it make sense just to go up to the match and stop and then do investments in outside accounts. It, it may make sense to do that. Or, okay, do we keep loading up money into the 401k because they have a Roth 401k option and you can put up to $30,000 next year into a Roth 401k? Well, that's, that may be a no-brainer for a lot of people because they either don't qualify for an outside Roth IRA or if they do, they can only put seven grand um, into a Roth. Actually, it's 7,500 in 2023 if you're over the age of 50. So those those contribution limits have changed. You're just not going to know that. And if people may not even know they have a Roth component to their 401k, they're like, oh, I don't think I do. And then you look in there and like, yeah, you do. It's right here. Well, that's technically the employer's responsibility to notify them whether they do that. That's on them. But most of the time, they don't. Um, so just taking a look at it because we do 401k plans as well. So I kind of know the ins and outs of these things. So helping your clients out should be a value add that advisors should do. Yeah, it should be for sure. All right. Last one um, as you're going through your 401k and you know, you're looking through your statement and you might not see that there are fees and costs associated with this. And you might just assume that your fees and costs are very minimal in your 401k, but that's not always the case. No, definitely not always the case. And that's where that plan summary document, and most people may not even know what that is. But if you have a login with your 401k, go to forms, go to documents, whatever the tab is, and there, sh there is by law, they have to provide you with the plan summary. Well, of course, they just put it into the, the online login and say, yep, we gave it to them. Most people don't read this. So that's a, another thing from a compliance standpoint that we need that plan summary. If they're going to roll that money over from a 401k to an IRA, we need the plan summary to know the exact costs. And so there's a lot of baked in costs that may not be on a 401k statement. I've had plenty of people say, oh, well, it didn't, it didn't cost me anything. I'm like, yeah, there's costs somewhere. And which is fine. I mean, you want companies and advisory firms making money, but at the same time, you want to know what the costs are. And so that plan summary document is going to unpack everything. It's going to unpack the investment costs. It's going to um, uh, unpack the cost of the record keeper. The record keeper is the the custodian, if you will, the fidelities of the world, the Schwabs, the John Hancocks, the Transamerica. Those companies are the one who are called the record keeper. Then there's a TPA, third-party administrator, that are, do the structure of the plan. So that's another cost that's embedded into a 401k. Now, the employer could pay this, or they may put it on the employees, the baked-in cost. Um, and then if there's an advisory firm on it, then you're paying them as well. So it could have some baked-in costs that you have no idea that you're paying, and that plan summary is going to disclose all of that. All right, very good. Well, these are just five mistakes that commonly get made with a 401k. So if any of them sound like there's something you might be doing and you want to get a second opinion or have someone look at it with a little bit of a closer eye, you can always schedule a Retirement Coach 360 session online right now with Ryan and his team at Black Oak Asset Management. Just go to blackoakam.com and you can uh, get in touch with them there. Or if you want to call, you can also always do that at 470-508-0508.
Got got one more thing to throw in there, Ben, for okay. uh, 401k mistakes. So um, one additional thing is know what your loan provisions are. If you do have a loan in there, a uh, loan provision, um, it's not a bank account. Uh, it's not an emergency fund. There's just so many nuances and, and some people justify and say, oh, I'm paying myself interest. Well, you're kind of paying double taxation on it because you're, you're, you're taking money out, you're being charged an interest rate, and then you put it back in with after-tax dollars. So the only time, and maybe I shouldn't say only, but usually the only time I would do a 401k loan is to avoid some type of bankruptcy. That's about it because there's so many gotchas with those things. If you leave your employer, then you know you got to pay it back in a certain amount of time. So there's just so many handcuffs on those things. So again, don't don't look at it as a emergency fund. Like I said, emergency fund is for an emergency fund and a loan in your 401k is not it because you're unplugging those investments. So if you take out a $50,000 loan, that 50 grand is not invested anymore. And again, you're paying it back with after tax dollars. So it's not as glorious as it is made to seem. So I just want to throw that in there. Just be really careful and know the nuances of a loan before you take one out. Yeah, another great point to add there to kind of close out the conversation on the 401ks and mistakes. So again, if you have questions, blackoakam.com is the best place to start. All right, got a mailbag question coming up. But first, a little getting to know you, Ryan, away from the office. Um, this week, curious, to what would you choose? If you could have a video of any event in your life, what would you choose? That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I think a lot about when... So the greatest feeling I have ever had, I keep going to sports, like that's what was my life, my entire, uh-huh. for the first half of my life pretty much. And, and now it still is. It's just not me. I'm living vicariously through my kids, I guess. <laughs> but just the, and I don't think this video exists because I graduated in 1996. Not that video cameras were not around, but not how they are today when they're in our pockets. Um, but just that last out that we made in the state championship game, um, that was the single greatest feeling as a player um, that I've ever had because these are guys, and again, it's very different than today. These are guys that I played all-stars with growing up. We played youth ball together. We played summer league together. It's not like it is now where it's just this travel ball world where you got – kids from 12 different high schools playing on one, you know, travel ball team. So it's a core group of guys that I've known my whole life. And, and the high school I went to is, is, is kind of legendary from a baseball standpoint. Um, and it, it kind of gets knocked for recruiting, which I think every high school in America does that now um, in <laughs> some shape, form or fashion. But we legit have every, everybody who was on our team grew up in that area. So we had – I can kind of hold our head up high and say, we did this the right way. We did this legit. But I just remember being at the bottom of the pile. It was the, I just remember that feeling like screaming as loud as I could and and not being heard at the same time either, uh, because there was just so many people um, on top of me and I didn't really care <laughs> hmm. um, at the time. So I wish someone had that. I wish we had like little body cameras on at that time um, just to relive that moment. Not that I'm trying to relive glory days, but I just remember the culmination of all that hard work came to a head right there. And it was just, it was an awesome feeling. I mean, I won championships at the professional level, but it still, it just wasn't the same. It was cool. Cause yeah, you got a nice big ring and um, you, you have that forever, but a ring doesn't mean crap anymore now. Cause my eight year olds got 
seven of them. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I have four my whole life, and you have seven at the age of eight. So anyway, I think those things have gotten watered down. But uh, I, I don't know. That, that event kind of jumped out at me, and then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of my mom. I wish I had just more videos of her, um, which we do have. We just have never gotten around to doing the converting, you know, of VHS tapes and so that that would be something I would like to 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 bring all together. And I know there's outside companies that do that. Um, so if you're listening to this show and you got any uh, you got any plugs for for companies that do that, so I would like to have that and, and to have that as a culmination um, of her life. Um, obviously, I know that's not one event, but to have those together, I love it. I love it. All right, let's jump into the mailbag real quick to finish out this episode of Perfect Game Retirement. And this week's question comes in from Jerry. Jerry says, I'm retiring soon and asked my financial advisor when I should think about starting my Social Security. He seemed completely befuddled that I even asked him the question and didn't seem to have any insight at all. What am I missing here? Shouldn't that be a basic part of retirement planning? Yes, <laughs> it should, Jerry. Uh, kind of like the previous point that I brought up on on your current 401k, that just should be a value add. So any advisor who's not looking into that and giving you advice on your social security and giving you different rundowns of different ages. Um, even when it comes to now, obviously you can go on the social security website and look at different ages. They got that new interactive toggle bar that you can look at 66 in three months and know exactly what your benefits going to be. But then you have spousal benefits, um, you know, claiming it at different ages as a part of your current retirement plan. Um, how does that look? How does that fit into your retirement plan? So absolutely. Social security planning should be a huge instrumental part because most people don't have pensions anymore. So that's kind of like your pension. Um, we don't, we just call it social security, but call it a pension, call it an annuity. I mean, you can call it what you want, but it's a check you get every single month. And, you know, we can have another conversation about the benefits being reduced one day or being cut. Okay. That's a whole nother discussion that, Jerry, if you're if you're knocking on the door of retirement, I don't, in my humble personal opinion, I don't think it's going to be affected at all. I think people in younger generations like myself, who was born in the 1970s, I think will be the ones paying some sort of a price, whether it's retirement later. Is it means tested? Are we going to be taxed more? I mean, there's so many different solutions to it, but uh, in your situation, yeah, Jerry, you need to that social security planning is a huge, huge part of it. Um, so if you have not created a login, Jerry, go to ssa.gov and there's a my social security button um, or icon, click on it and create a login. If you haven't, it's creating an account. It's a little bit clunky. They ask a lot of questions because uh, this is a government website and it is your social security benefit. So it's there's going to be a lot of questions. So no, it's not just, uh, hey, you know, create a username and password and then send me a text, uh, text me a code so I can put that it's a little bit more hmm. uh, work than that. But I do think it's worth it. So Jerry, do that if you hadn't. And if your advisor doesn't do it, find somebody who will. Uh, there's plenty of advisors who will uh, who will do that. Yeah, always good to reach out. I'm glad you did to another advisor to get you know a second opinion on, on, on something that you don't think necessarily you agree with um, and, and, and get somebody else's opinion. You can always find out whether or not your gun instinct is correct. And it sounds like in this case, you, you probably are. So thanks for that uh, that question, Jerry, today. If you have one for us, we'd love to hear from you. Blackoakam.com. That's the website. You can send it in to us there. And you can also schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online right now, right through, through the website as well. And if you want to call phone number for Black Oak Asset Management, 470-508-0508. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Perfect Game Retirement. We do appreciate you listening today, and uh, Ryan, we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Happy New Year. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.